Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate. You're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. This show is all about self-improvement. Each episode is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. But the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's get started. All right, before we get started with this episode today, if you are brand new to Life Tips, thank you, thank you, thank you. I look forward to uh, impacting your life and I pray that you take something that I've said to heart, jot it down in your notes, on your phone, in your notepad, wherever, and just plan to apply it to your life. If you are a current or faithful listener of the show who have been with us since day one, welcome back. Excited to continue this journey with you, and we hope that you continue to enjoy the show as you always do. All right, let's get started. Hey, hey, everybody, it's Nate your inspirational speaker slash host. I have exciting, 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 exciting news. Oh my goodness. So you'll notice that on anchor.fm backslash life tips, there is a dollar sign right next to our intro. Right next to the picture that houses our name listen on spotify is there dollar sign support is there as well as message the dollar sign support means that you can now financially support life tips podcast yourself big news so if you love this podcast so much and you want to keep it going and you want me to stay on the air with you all Like, yeah, there you go, all you. And the best part about this is it's not tied to sponsors. Sponsorship is a whole different thing. This is not tied to sponsors. Now, one could argue probably should have turned that on months ago, but year one was all about being free and being accessible. Year two is where the moolah portion of podcasting comes in. Pretty cool strategy, huh? So yeah, you can support Life Tips Podcast yourself. And if you'd like to do that, just click the dollar sign and boom. So in order to see the dollar sign, 
just go to www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. That's all you got to do. Once you get there, the dollar sign will be there and you will be able to financially contribute. Thank you. Thank you. And once again, thank you. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 8. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Welcome to Episode 3. Today is going to be a relatively short episode, but I did want to dive into the topic of transition. Specifically, there are two transitions I'd like to go through with you all in this episode today. Number one being the transition of life, and number two being the transition of love. So in this first part, we're going to talk about the transition of life and there's no script. It's just me being real, being honest, being upfront, and just sharing what I have learned about transitions of life so far. And then after the commercial break, we'll go into part two. So uh, let's get into it. So the transition of life, it's difficult for me to admit this because for the most part, when it comes to men and their ability to work and hold jobs and things of that nature, you really want to be in a situation where as the guy you are not switching up jobs as much. You know, if you're a young person, 16, 17, 18, the legal age, you know, to be working and stuff like that, and it's your first couple of jobs, that makes 100% sense for sure. But if you're over 18 then you should try and limit the amount of times you have to switch up jobs. Here's what I'm here's what I mean. When you're a young person, let's just say 15, 16, you're legally able to get your learners start learning how to drive and get a job, right? Those are the years we're working at your your Cracker Barrels, your Applebee's, your Chick-fil-A, those types of jobs are where you start off at to kind of get your footing and bring in checks and learn how to do certain things, this, that, and the fourth. That's where you get your footing. When you get to over 18, you know, depending upon where you're at in your college life, you know, you can continue that, you know, there's college jobs that you can do, but the college jobs set you up for the jobs after college, which are meant to be your permanent 
spots. Now, I know a few people who are in politics and that generally doesn't carry stable job security. It really doesn't, especially depending upon what side of the government you're in. State government, not as bad. Federal government is a little bit tricky, especially if you're on the side of the government that's actually out there in front of the cameras, um, you know, working under somebody. So uh, a senator, a congressman or a congresswoman, you know, working under the president or the vice president, those types of jobs, it depends on the job, of course. But for the most part, when you're working under those types of people who are out there in the public eye, they're, it's a little weird when it comes to the job security, especially with, you know, having to campaign and do different things like that to get the person into office. And then when they're in office, you got to, you know, find a way to keep things up, keep your job, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I know a little bit about this, not just because of the people that I know, but I myself have had familiarity with being a part of campaigns and movements to get people in the right positions to impact their communities at large on a greater scale by way of public opinion, elections, and greater seats of influence in the government. So if you're not in that sector then I highly recommend that whatever job you get coming out of college, you keep it. It's not a good look to be bouncing between jobs. Uh, If you don't go to college and you take the workforce path around 18 or whenever you take the workforce path, then again, what you don't want to do is follow in my footsteps. See, and this is embarrassing for me to say on a podcast platform, but I have been in quite possibly the worst job scenarios ever. I have not consistently held a job long term since the insurance industry. I am not kidding. The insurance industry has been my longest tenured job scenario. Despite going from one agency to the next, I still stayed with the same company. And as long as you stay with the same company, that's all that matters in the end versus actually going from one company to the next, but that's unfortunately what I did. Uh, 
at 21, I went from one company to the next with the same corporate name. And then after that, in 2018, I went to a different company name. So started out at Allstate, of course, then went over to Farmers, two different companies. And then after Farmers ended, I went off into the canvassing world and did like a little mock, uh, like a mock Salvation Army type of job. And it was great. I was able to represent a nonprofit client. I went all over the state with a bunch of different amazing people who are in my corner to this day, despite no longer being coworkers with them. But having been through all of this and now on the cusp of once again being employed, it's gotten to a place where I'm sick and tired of having an inconsistent job history, not just for myself, but also from the standpoint of where your boy is at in his love life. And this is where we transition over into the changes that come forth in love. But before we go there, I just want to drop one life tip in here for those of you who are going through a job transition like myself, or for those of you who have yet to find a job, you're probably out of college looking for a job, or you're going through a job transition like myself, whatever the case may be. If you're in that spot where you're looking for another job, you're in a transition, or you're trying to find something out of college, my recommendation to you and my life tip to you would be this, and this is something that I'm going to do for myself. Do your very best in order to stay long term. Obviously, we had a pandemic last year, and that capsized the job department. But pandemic aside, these things were happening to me long before Corona came, and I am tired of it. So now that we are in the post-pandemic world, my life tip to you is please do your very best at whatever job you get so that you can stay long term. Obviously, you're not going to stay long term from a general standpoint because we cannot predict the future. People pass away left and right. You never know what can happen. But as long as you continue to live and be alive, make sure that you're doing everything you can to not only enjoy your job or enjoy the new job you're about to get,
but also make it a point that I am not going to have an inconsistent history like this ever again. Not just for yourself, but also for what lies in your future. See, and I'll make this the last thing I say and we'll go into the love part. For myself, the last job helped me with a major problem, not having a car. That came through right at the best possible time. I now have reliable transportation. And it was supposed to help with another major life transition called finding your own place. The next job that I get will for sure have to help with that tremendously. And I believe that it will. But make sure that whatever job you are about to get You do your very best at it so that you can keep your chances of staying long term where barring death, which we don't wish that, barring another pandemic, which we don't wish that, barring something extremely major or drastic or life changing, if that does not happen, do everything you can to stay at the job you are about to get because it plays into the future and where you want to go in your life. It is paramount and crucial, especially if you are a guy. Because as we all know, it is the man's job to provide in a family unit. Now, things have changed. Things have changed. Women are large and in charge nowadays, and... They are the main ones providing in certain circumstances. However, if you are in a situation where you are not following the original pathway for love, then you're most likely going to end up following the current pathway for love which I will explain in part two, which ties into jobs, job security, the future, and the togetherness aspect of your love life. So hold on for part two. We'll go through these commercials together, and we'll be right back to finish everything off. Do you want to start your own podcast? If you do, great, I'm here for it. But you may ask, how do you do it? Well, 
that's the easy part. You first have to come up with the vision and plans for your show, including a name, episode count, and main objective. Secondly, you'll need to come up with topics that will catch your listeners' attention and keep them interested. The final thing you'll need is a hosting platform. That's where Anchor comes in. It's free to download. You can make money from your show with no minimum listenership. Record using your iPhone, iPad, or MacBook. And there are many more tools Anchor provides that you can take advantage of in order to create freely. No studio or expensive equipment needed. So if you're interested in getting your show off the ground, go to www.anchor.fm backslash start to get started with your amazing new unique show. I can't wait to hear what you'll come up with. Right, we are back. So, before I left you all, we were discussing the old way versus the new way regarding love, which segues into love life and also piggybacks off of the last point that I was making in part one regarding jobs. So clearly, clearly, when it comes to romantic success and romantic connection, it's not just about what's in front of you right now, but it's also about what's in front of you moving forward. See, the old way of operating was that the man was the only one to go out and make money. And the woman stayed home to take care of the young people, the kids, and whatever you want to call it. That was the old way of doing things. The new and improved way of handling things when it comes to that particular endeavor is that the man and the woman work and they both bring income in for the household that is the new way to operate relationships that are long term nowadays because of that it is crucial As the guy that you keep some form of consistency with your job history because it will impact your love life in the sense of future marriage, kids, the whole nine Yards, your woman will stand by you and your woman will pick things up on her end if you end up having a situation come up where the guy in the relationship around marriage time 
ends up losing an income source. And I believe the reverse is true, where if the woman loses the income source, that the man will step up, etc., etc. How do we know this? Just take a look at all the celebrity couples that we have on this planet. Ciara and Russell Wilson. Perfect example. Russell plays football for the Seattle Seahawks. Ciara is an entertainer, singer, songwriter, dancer, etc., etc. Before those two came together, they had their own thing going. Russell, as we all know, Russell's a football player. He makes money from his contract, but he also makes way more money from endorsements and deals and things of that nature. Ciara is a whole businesswoman. Her very image in a picture on a magazine is worth an entire thousand dollar or more check. That alone, in and of itself, is absolutely incredible. So, as you can imagine, when they came together as one, they also combined their assets. Maybe not in terms of opening one bank and pouring all their money into it. They probably still kept their stuff separate. But what I'm saying is that she's got something and he's got something. And as long as what they both brought into the marriage is sustained throughout the marriage, they will be just fine. It's the same concept here. But that's not just the only area that it affects. The love transition is also just as meaningful and impactful as the life transition. So, as you all know, there was a transition that took place and... It ended up being quite amazing. Your boy was single, but now your boy is no longer in that spot. I am no longer single. Technically speaking, yes, I'm single. But relationally, I'm not single anymore. Now, in the next episode, we're going to talk about 
the importance of the family and friends aspect on a relationship. But just for this final part, we're going to talk about the transition out of singleness into relationship. This time, however, it's the real deal simply because there is no strict reliance on virtualism due to not being able to be outside. That is most certainly different this time around. Y'all remember AG, right? AG's Truth Podcast, AG's Merch, and God, AG. Yeah. The Lord saw fit for us to rekindle. And in doing so, I realized that we were not about to redo the past. So I took it upon myself to make a journey into Virginia to meet her. And so it happened. The face-to-face meet happened. And oh boy. So. Not only that. But we did go live on Instagram. To discuss everything. And it's going to be in a podcast episode on her show. And I am thrilled to be back on her platform. It's not an easy transition, though. So for the first life tip that I want to drop on y'all, if you're in that situation where you are transitioning out of singleness into a relationship. First thing I want you to do is make sure that your mindset is catered towards your priorities. Take into account what you have to do for yourself and take into account what you have to do for the other person. Because if you can do that, you'll have a much more successful time navigating your relationship as it unfolds and blossoms into something new. The second thing that I highly admonish you all to do when it comes to relationships 
is make the proper adjustments. Now, you could be in two camps. The first camp, obviously, is the relationship side where you are face-to-face and physically with each other. If that's you, here's what I want you to do. Every couple of days, see each other. Obviously, you still got to go to work. Still got to make time for church, God, family. But I really want you to see each other. Make an attempt to see each other every couple of days, okay? Doesn't matter if it's a day, a night, but just every couple of days, meet up, see each other, go out on dates, make it special. One of the things I appreciate about my situation is that we see each other as often as we possibly can. So whether that's video chatting and FaceTime or actually planning out monthly gatherings with each other, we are putting in the effort together. The second group of people I want to talk to are the long-distance couples. And I want to talk to you all specifically because it seems like there's a lot of long-distance couples who are out here. Now, you've got some long-distance couples where the guy does the driving and the girl just can't drive because she either has never gotten her Learners never started the process, or she has that, but she hasn't gotten her license yet, or she's licensed and has not gotten a car. And then you have the other part of it where either the guy or the dude both have vehicles. Now, the same can go for an actual close-knit relationship where you're in the same state. But if you're in the same state, regardless of who's got the car, who doesn't have the car, it's a little bit easier for y'all to see each other just a little bit. And so you don't really have to worry about transport as much. Long-distance people, we do. And I know plenty of young, long-distance couples. So it's not just the fact that I'm a part of that clan. It's also the fact that I've known long-distance couples for a long period of time. And they have done the work to be consistent. What have they done? 
they've kept up their communication. That's number one. Number two, they've put in the effort to see each other. And number three, they show off the bond. Now, that last part, you do not have to do. Let me make that clear. You do not have to show off the bond on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. You don't have to. If you want to be private, be private. But if you choose to within yourself and the other person, just like so many Couples that I know of have chosen between themselves to share on socials, then by all means share and be out there and tell the world and claim your man and claim your woman, okay? But see, long distance couples, we can do that. I know plenty of long-distance couples, and one of them in particular that I'm thinking of right now, they've been together for almost four years. Almost. Once you get to that four-year mark, you're kind of almost around marriage. Almost. And seeing as the intensity of the pandemic is coming to an end, there might end up being wedding invitations in the near future, considering my connection to some of these people. My point is that if you are together with us in the long distance spectrum, number one, I salute you because that is not easy to do. Number two, Continue to do everything you're currently doing. Make it super easy for you. Continue to do everything you are currently doing. And number three, this is 3B. 3A was the social media point. 3B, keep the bond Connected to the purpose. And this is the last thing I'll say and I'll wrap it up. Depending upon where you are in your beliefs and in your faith system, you either are Christ follower, Muslim, Hindu, uh, etc., etc. I don't know where you are in your faith journey. But for me, God, y'all know this. And so if you have faith between the two of you, keep that faith in the direct center 
of your relationship so that you will stay connected to the purpose. Obviously, for God-fearing individuals who are seeing other people or seeing each other, God-fearing individuals who are seeing each other, let me put that in context, the relationship should go between, excuse me, the two of you and God. Should there be input from family and friends? Yes, that will get specifically drawn out next week. However, it's you, her, you, him, if you're a woman, and God. And that's the one thing that I have noticed about a lot of these couples that are in my life that I'm closely connected to. What is that, you ask? Well, Bear with us for one more commercial break, and I'll explain it. What is up, family? It's your hostess with the mostess, T the GOAT. From over at Powerfully Black and Excellent, the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk, your kin folk all across the nation, baby. Now look, if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals, we got your back. If you're looking for a podcast that's going to light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner, we got your back. And if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful, we got your back. So come check us out on Anchor FM and almost all streaming platforms using the name powerfully comma black and excellent without the e we drop new episodes every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you're not listening to us what are you doing What I have noticed between a lot of these young couples that I'm connected to in life is that not only are they doing the work to keep their relationship strong, but I know for a fact they're keeping God connected to the entire relationship. I don't have to be there I don't have to be all up in the business to know exactly what's going on. You can tell. A true romantic, a true studier of relationships, we can tell. <laughs> because again, I said it before, when you get to the four-year mark, that's about the time where the vibe between the man and the woman is so strong that one does not want to live without 
the other. And this goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about the job situation and your love life. Keeping consistency in your job will keep the consistency in your love life so that when it is time to move forward with the young woman you are engaged with, you will have the financial backing to buy the ring that you will use to get down on one knee and ask for her hand in marriage, thus making you two engaged and entering the engagement portion of your love life together. That lies solely on the man. I know you've seen stuff floating around the internet about women proposing to men. Let me address that 100% right now. Women proposing to men is backwards. Women proposing to men is out of order. Women proposing to men is downright strange and honestly wild and unfathomable. If a woman proposed to me, that would be an automatic, uh uh-uh. It's the man's job to propose. Point blank, period. And so with that in mind, once you get to that stage in your relationship where you are crystal clear, this is the person you do not want to live without, that is when the discussion comes into play with the parents. That is when it is proposal season, engagement season, etc., etc., Typically, from what I have observed, one does not discover that until the right time. When is the right time? I used to think it was four years in. I've since been corrected on that by two of my favorite uh female platonic friends. But even still, with reducing the years in my belief system to when that should take place, I would still dare to say that this should be the third and final life tip for this particular episode, and it does involve the biggest love transition ever, engagement. Now, I am nowhere near close to being ready to propose at this moment. First, I need to grab hold of a steady job 
and stay in that joint for more than six months, just like I did when I was in the insurance industry. And then the next thing I need to do after that is procure my own place. Because that's one thing for sure that the woman already has. She's got a leg up on me in the place department. But I digress. I am not even close to being ready to propose to anyone. I need at least one calendar year. Which puts us at 2023, God willing. At that point, we would officially be one year into the relationship. And I would have a very good idea of where we were going to go. And I believe that for most men, if you ask most men, especially the young men, they will agree with me. Year one has to go down. In some cases, for most guys, it's year two that goes down. Then they know. For others, it's year three. For others, it's year four. It all depends on you. And so that is the last major love transition. Engagement. When that happens, I don't know. But when it does happen, I will be ready. And when it happens for other people who are connected to me again, just like it did in 2019 and 2020, I will be ready. And it has also happened in 2021 up to this point. And there are plenty of big, huge celebrations coming in the future that I look forward to being invited to. Because honestly, when you get to that point, when you are ready to get down on one knee, you have at least had one to three or four max years of connecting with one person to know for certain I'm not going anywhere and neither are you let's make this official and prepare ourselves to say i do the 
two major transitions. Life and love. If you want the love life transition to go smoothly, I highly recommend that you keep the life transitions steady. There are some life transitions that we can't control. But for the most part, we can control some of the transitions we find ourselves in. And the important ones, which just so happen to be related to jobs, money, those are the transitions you want to limit so that it does not come back to bite you in the butt when it comes time to make important decisions in your love life, especially concerning engagement, marriage, and family, because none of those things are cheap. You gotta be prepared to shell out. Which means you have to be prepared long before visiting the jeweler. But if you can do that, I promise you that not only will it benefit you, but she or he will benefit from it in the long run as well. Because you were able to keep the transitions at bay in order to preserve the important transitions that leave a lasting impact on the life of you and the one that you love. And with that, I'll see y'all in episode four when we continue the relationship discussion and talk about the important aspects that involve family and friends. Until then, thanks for listening and have a great night. If you want to follow Life Tips on social media, we have a Facebook account and a Twitter account, both at Life Tips Podcast. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker or underscore orator Nate. Or you can follow me on Facebook at The Wise Orator. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Auth underscore Jen underscore Person. That's it for this episode. See you next week.